Special thank you to Seed and Stone Cidery and Lucky Buzz Meadery for sponsoring the show today. Uh, they help to make this show possible and supply us with the, the occasional beverage when we're out there. They've got 10 uh, taps full of meads and ciders made right there in-house. They've also got all sorts of awesome events going on, including an open mic uh, almost every single Thursday where you can come out and show your musical talent. So all you songwriters out there, uh, stop out and grab a cider or a mead and tell them that the songwriters couch and the Patrick Joen band sent you. Again, Seed and Stone Cidery right here in Rochester, New York. Go out and visit them and let them know we sent you. Thanks, guys. All right, welcome to episode number 20 of the, I had to look back and, and read it, The Songwriter's Couch, uh, presented to you by the Patrick Joanne Band and sponsored by our wonderful sponsor, Seed and Stone, who make this all possible. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening, watching, et cetera, et cetera, over the last um, uh, bunch of episodes here. I can't believe we're already on 20 episodes. That's pretty crazy, huh? Um, but, but, but it's because of people like you that are watching and listening that we continue to do this. And of course our wonderful sponsors. So take a moment, maybe go to their website, check them out. If you're here in Rochester, uh, I'm sure they'll be, uh, spreading out, uh, nationally here, uh, anytime soon. Um, and on the show today, I have my good friend, um, fellow musician, um, and, uh, what else? What else? Uh, 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 cohort, a cohort in music. There we go. Brian, and I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Brian Wong. That works. How about that? Uh, but in American, um, or, or most Americans would pronounce it Brian Wang. Correct. There you go. Uh, so why don't you tell the people here at home a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, my name is Brian. Uh, music is my side hustle. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. On the side, uh, my main instrument is the acoustic guitar, but I actually just got a classical electric, so oh, that's my main nice. instrument now. But mostly I write songs with the acoustic and a vocal and with piano too, but that's more secondary. Um, I've been writing for a little over nine years now, um, and it'd be cool to be able to do it full time, but I'm just having fun with it at the moment. And yeah, so my day job, well, I work two jobs, but my main day job right now is with an organization called Autism Up. They're uh, Rochester's main uh, autism support organization. I'm a program assistant there, and then I also work at the box the box office at Comedy at the Carlson a few nights a week as well. Sure. So that keeps that all that all keeps me pretty busy. Um, but yeah, that's the gist. All right. Well, well, that's pretty surprising because I didn't know one you worked at. Um at the box office at Comedy of the Carlson because I know a few guys there as, as well and we just happen to have uh, Chris Cardwell, a comedian on the show, our That's only cool. comedian so far. We're trying to get a, a few more comedians worked into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did not know that you worked there every every once in a while. So yeah. how how the world uh, is smaller than you think, you know? Yep. Uh, everything kind of comes together. Uh, and then I was going to say, you know, I said cohort, um, but I think what I should have said was, uh, much better guitar player than me. I don't know. Right. About that. 
I think we all have our own styles. You know? No, but well, you, I really dig your your style of guitar playing because you know, as as we were speaking uh, um, speaking before about um, uh, well, what were we speaking about right before the podcast about not only your the pronunciation of your last name, but um, oh, we were talking about um, like mic dynamics or like you know um, when you're singing. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep, I don't know you. what the term thank is, you, the technical term of it is. <laughs> yes, but, like and hearing I was, yourself. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was complimenting volume. you on your mic yeah. dynamic skills and knowing when to kind of pull back volume. Like yeah. when you're in a situation where there's a uh, a um, a sound guy who doesn't uh, quite know what he's doing or he's not reacting quick enough to adjust volumes on the fly, yeah. you know enough to kind of back up and get your volume lower, and et cetera, and yeah. kind of live mixing your own sound at the time. So uh, uh, I'll say. Uh, guitar virtuoso as compared to me <laughs> and and mic dynamics expert how about that sure that works <laughs> i feel like you i feel like after you play out live enough you sort of figure out yeah like it's all based on how you hear yourself and yeah. you sort of figure yeah. that stuff out some some subtle, people but. yeah some people don't uh mm. don't get that and they'll continue to be like super loud or mm. they won't understand okay if you're about to belt yeah back Go. away <laughs> so pro tip for everybody out there yeah. that, that's going to perform live or they're a singer songwriter yeah. if you're about to belt something usually the volume is set for what you're at at that particular moment when you do the sound check so if you're going to yeah. yell you're going to go really loud back away from the mic a little bit yeah. and get a little volume because the sound guy is probably not going to know that you're about to get really loud yeah and they don't want to be adjusting the knobs like live, yeah like on that, the like, on the fly yeah, yeah as much especially yeah. if they're they're adjusting for other instruments drums etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah as we have started now is this the second episode or f- third whatever it is um we've got a, our new bit that we've been doing and i think okay. i might have taken this from another podcast um and uh again i'm gonna put the 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 um challenge out there but uh, rick beato uh, oh yeah rick beato yeah this isn't this isn't a, a bit that he does um but i want to call him out once again at the beginning of the podcast uh if you ever want me on your podcast or you ever want to come on this one we're based here in rochester and i know you're out there too and i think you're in fairport new york big podcast this rick beato guy i has. know he's i think he's from fairport is he still based there uh i don't know if he's still he's, he's still insanely, here honestly. he's insane yeah he's he's got he's got a big good. uh a big following yeah, now. yeah. um but yeah. but you're more than welcome to come on the show and talk locally to the rochester people about uh how you uh how you kind of rose to your fame uh with the podcasting thing about things like songwriting and songs and music and all, all the mm-hmm. like so um yeah. but before we do that let's get into the bit um, before we, we challenge Rick Beato, it, we might have to like sword fight him or something, you know what I mean? And whoever wins goes on each other's podcast. Yeah, it's the only way, really. Yeah. Or, well, snowball fight or, or, or like rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. It's the only other acceptable. Snowball fights are, are Yeah, well, there's not that much, there's not enough snow on the ground now to actually do a snowball fight. Oh, and uh, this is also the, gr- the pre-Grammys uh, or po- or... When this comes out, it'll be the post-Grammys episode. That's so we awesome. don't know who is going to win this year, but we can put out some maybe predictions because this is being filmed the Monday before uh, the Grammy Awards for this year. But Grammys? it will come out the day after the Grammys happen. So it's this upcoming Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, February cool. 5th, I think it is, or 4th. Um, and we might do some live casting from there because we'll actually be at the Grammys yeah, um, doing some stuff. So we might do some live stuff. Okay, so... Cool. Blah 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 blah. Marketing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Brian, what we really want to get to the crux of crux, yeah, I think crux, so. crux, not crux. The <laughs> crux of Brian is is you 
and your truth. Oof. Okay, and so at the beginning, at the beginning of an of an episode, kind of like an icebreaker, like they do when you first start a job. You know, we talked a little bit about oh, gosh, about the yeah, interview yeah. process, et cetera, for job, jobs job <laughs> before this too. But um, sometimes when you first join a company, or you first, they're like, "Oh, let's do a little icebreaker, get people comfortable, and find out a little bit about each other." I'm not going to have you do a trust fall or anything because uh, no. I'm not that strong, so I might not be able to. Yeah, the trust fall thing, that's off the table. I mean, there's the liability on that, yeah. Um, so so what we're going to do is play the two truths and a lie. So you're going to tell me three things, three facts about you. Two facts, yeah. Well, and from a technical standpoint, right? So three facts about you, and I'll have to pick out the one that is not truly a fact, uh, not, as a, not a truth, but a lie. Um, and so I'll let you let you take them here have you have you rehearsed anything i, did, I haven't or rehearsed you, okay so you're coming up with them on the fly then no i, I did think about it because when i got the email from Ali, that did <laughs> get me thinking while okay. i was at work yeah all right here are the three number one i'm left-handed mm. number two my mom is from china and my dad is from taiwan number three my first instrument was piano huh well i know you're playing guitar I know when you play guitar, you play right-handed, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because you can learn to play an instrument the opposite way that you would be handed, right? True, true. Um, and then the second one was mom from Taiwan. Oh, mom from China, dad from Taiwan. Mom from China, dad from Taiwan. And then the third one again was? First instrument, Piano. You did talk a little bit about piano. What are you thinking? Are you going left-handed? I'm going his parents from huh. Taiwan and yeah, as the lie. And he gets switched. Oh, that would be a tricky thing to do. That would be a Brian. tricky thing to do. That would be a <laughs> tricky thing to do. I'm gonna go with my gut feeling because of the guitar thing and i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to assume that it has not been a a hey i don't care about what or or maybe it's because you want cheaper guitars cuz i wonder if left-handed <laughs> oh, guitars are, they are more worse? expensive i don't know if they are I don't know but they probably aren't but but they make fewer of them so you could probably get less cool guitars if you were to go with left-handed so maybe you made the decision early on for your financial stability <laughs> that you would play right-handed <laughs> But I'm going to go with, with the left-handed thing being the lie. Wait, wait. There's a drum back there. You want to do a drum roll real quick? Oh. Oh, <laughs> All right, the lie. Allie got it. But actually, oh. both my parents are from China. Neither of them are from Taiwan. I'm pretty good at ethnicities. So. Whoa. Well, the Chinese, the China-Taiwan thing might be it's tricky, but... It yeah, so all my assumptions were right about you wanting to be financially sound <laughs> and choosing. <laughs> that is actually, well, partially true. I don't, I haven't spent a lot of money on my guitars. They're, they're relatively cheap. Yeah. Um, they're not, I haven't broken the bank for a guitar. Huh. But yeah, especially so, with music. I, I feel like for me, at least I'm, I, I feel like I have to be very careful about what I invest my money into with music. Yeah. So, so you're actually, so you're left-handed, <clears throat> but you play guitar. Yeah. Right-handed. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if that yeah. that has something to do with why I like your guitar playing style. Maybe that's maybe it forces you into um, like a different part of your, you know, you're tapping into something in your brain that's oh, a, that's di- you know ch- forcing you to you know 
Yeah, maybe. I, I, when I picked up a guitar, I never really even thought about like playing it right-handed or left-handed. I just picked it. I picked the one up that we had at home and just started to fit Yeah, it. and well, now we know that one of the truths is that um, you learn to play piano first. Yeah, and so well, maybe yeah, that was part of it too, because piano really doesn't, you're not right-handed or left-handed on a piano, right? right. There's no left-handed piano. Well, typically the right hand is the melody. The left hand is more so like the company. Right. It's similarly with guitar, like typically the right, well, it's weird that you think like when you play guitar that the dominant hand would do like the strumming. Yeah. And your weaker hand is just the chords. But it's interesting that sort of like thinking, right? Like why does the dominant hand not the one that, Plays the chords. Yeah. The Maybe get a little closer. Oh, you probably get a little closer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying because like intuitively, if I had never played a guitar before, I would assume that I would, I would want my right hand to be doing the majority of the um, dexterity mm. of it. So the the you know the actual yeah. what I'm doing with my left hand, and and I agree with you on that too. Um, so that's interesting. So you never. I'm assuming that that's because no one else. Uh, maybe the guitars that you had available were not. Uh, we're not left-handed, so you just had right. what was available. Yeah, to. I mean, the guitar I learned on was the only acoustic guitar we had on, we had at the house, and so it just huh. didn't really make sense to buy a left-handed one. Or... Are you so? How many uh, do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a you... twin brother and an older brother by about two years. Twins again? Like uh, bo- uh, oh, like... did you never know I had a twin? No, but mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trent Yule was twins, oh, triplets. He's a triplet. All things, yeah. Wow. Is it identical twins or? So actually, it's kind of a weird story. The doctors, apparently they didn't know. We were premature by two or three and a half months. Two and a half months. We were born at 35 weeks. Huh. I want to say. Or no, or maybe it was 25. We were really early. So my birthday is February 5th. We were supposed to be born in like mid-May. Oh, wow. So I think maybe there was something with that where they were unable to tell. I Again, I don't really exactly yeah, yeah. know well, why guess, they didn't give us Well, a, when you're that, like, because ha- I have two kids myself too, right? So when you see an ultrasound or whatever, even the 3D versions of them, um, one of you guys probably could have been hiding behind the other, you know? Yeah. So Was one of you better at hide and seek when you were <laughs> kids? And, and maybe that's no, what... Oh, no, no, no. So wait, a pregnancy is 40 weeks, right? Typically? Or a full term? I'm looking at... It's got to be 40, around 40, right? So we were born at 25 weeks then. Yeah, 25 weeks. Wow. Which is really quite early. Did you have to be like in the ICU? Yeah, and we, all that we had a lot of, of operations and. Huh? Yeah, had really? partially collapsed. Or my twin had a partially collapsed lung. And we oh, had man. To, a lot of complications. We were very lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very lucky to be alive, I think. Um, it's amazing. NICU doctors yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Or NICU, yeah, not ICU. Yeah. NICU. Well, yeah, an ICU, neonatal or something. Huh. So you had a guitar, obviously, laying around the house. Why was a guitar laying around the house? So actually, my twin brother, he got into guitar in middle school. but he Who's was the more, older? Andrew. So he's older by 11 minutes. Okay. He <laughs> got into like Metallica and these guys like Eric Johnson, Joe Satriani. And yeah. Like, um, Dream Theater. And so, but he was playing more electric, but we had an acoustic. I guess he had gotten an acoustic at the time and... But I didn't pick up guitar until my first year in college. That was in 2014, huh. late 2000. Did you guys ever do a band thing where you had like piano and guitar? In middle school, yes, we had we had like one or two band rehearsals with this guy, but it never really was a thing. I was like on keyboard, and I think he was on our classmate was on vocals, and Andrew was on the guitar. But that never became a thing. Hmm. We were mainly playing classical instruments. That that's sort of the. A very common thing for immigrant parents, Chinese yeah. immigrant parents. Oh, so do. are they direct? Uh, like they, they're 
direct immigrants from yeah like first what is that called first first generation, generation yes yeah. so i'm a first generation asian me too me, me too at least my dad is from france originally wow. so yeah he left france when he was five and came yeah, yeah so my mom my great-grandmother was from italy so i don't have like oh, okay. deep roots in america or anything like that yeah like we're all immigrants too yeah so. yeah um so do they do they speak english before they got here at all they were learning english in college so yes they did speak english but so they moved here i'm guessing when they wanted to have kids was that no so actually so my parents both did their undergrad in china and then they both actually did their master's degrees in belgium out of all places and they had my oldest brother eddie in belgium oh wow they came to the states because my dad had uh i think an offer to do a postdoc at carnegie mellon in pittsburgh so that's the reason why they came to the States. And then they had us like two years after. Jeez, Brian, I'm learning so, like all sorts of fun things about you. Yeah, they didn't come to the they States were... to have us specifically, but okay, I don't really know exactly yeah, the, yeah. the whole Yeah, what the reasoning was. But yeah. Belgium, Belgian yeah. chocolate is delicious. I know that much. I like chocolate. Belgian chocolate? Is, what's yeah. the, is it Ferrero Rocher? It's is just Belgium? Uh, there's a lot of different... Uh, I th- is Ferrero Rocher? Or maybe the, the yeah, lint is lint One Belgian? Of those Swiss, maybe... <laughs> Yeah, Swiss chocolate is really good, too. Yeah. I mean, really European chocolate, because they don't pasteurize the milk. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or, or at least some of the milk products, yes. they don't get pasteurized. And so it has this, like, I don't know how to even explain it to yeah, someone, yeah. Um, why it's so different. The cheeses and the anything mm. made with milk is different. Um, although, I guess, probably coming from China, right, there's not a lot of dairy. So or I guess now there is. Probably. There's a little bit more now, yeah, um, but good point. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. So right. they didn't move to Belgium for... For the chocolate. I'm no. <laughs> That's one no, thing we could cross studies. off no, probably, yeah. Brian. <laughs> I might move there for the chocolate yeah. or the French fries. They have good French fries. <laughs> the pomme frites. Are French there. fries even a Yeah, pomme they They're French. They're, I think they're actually, uh, so I think they call them French fries probably because the French brought them as like a thing. But I think they're more uh, of actually a Belgian thing yeah. than French thing. Cool. Um, but my grandma made great French fries and she was, you know, from Brittany. So delicious oh. yeah she'll look it up oh you're yeah, yeah, yeah. you're also our, research, our fact not, checker <laughs> pro- producer camera person and now and now uh fact checker as well so so your older brother does he, is he in a band now or does he do, still do music and andrew's very talented musically but at the moment he's not really doing much music um i guess his most recent projects like you do a lot of um he's very good at production he also does a little bit of songwriting and um he's produced a couple of my tracks as well but his main thing in like middle school and high school it was like he picked up electric guitar but he was in a cello band i was actually pretty in high school that was actually was moderately or pretty successful like they there's a famous relatively famous cello uh i believe they're a quartet called break of reality i don't think they're super big anymore but they were relatively big in the Rochester scene at least or they I think they even tour nationally but kind of just when instrumental. you say when you say cello band what do you mean by that like so multiple he, yeah so him cellos? and his three friends three cellist friends they would play like covers pretty famous songs oh yeah yeah kind I of actually like in a rock cello yeah there's a big style. there's a big YouTube group like that isn't it two, two cellos, cellos yeah yeah so they're huh. similar yeah so they kind of did the same thing but yeah when Andrew was in high school they won some like national competition in Atlanta and they got to play. They got to open for the Break of Reality at you know, Hochstein. And Hochstein yeah. is one of the music schools in Rochester. And they have a, like, I think the main auditorium is pretty big, like 900, 1,000 seats. And so 
But yeah, after high school, though, everyone kind of split ways. But I have an answer for you. French fries. <laughs> French yeah, so where do French fries? Oh, you see oh, that? Shoot, yeah, Brian, you know how you know how I roll. I know my fr- my French fry history. It's the only history I remember, though. At all. <laughs> also, wait before we go any further. Yeah. Um, I forgot to do the the uh, shameless plugs for where oh, people right, can find right. your music because you're gonna listen to Brian here. Um, cut back to me. You're gonna listen to you're gonna listen to Brian here, and you get <laughs> oh. you're at the end of this, and you, you have to stick around until uh, the end when he plays a song, and we'll get into what what maybe you're going to play. Um, oh. Because once you hear Brian play, you're going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm going and, and finding it. And it, it just so happens that you have a release probably coming out. Oh, yeah. This uh, is actually a coincidental. Yeah. yeah very ways. coincidental. Yeah. I, mean, I know how you roll, Brian. I know. I know. It's all calculated. No, I don't. <laughs> calculated uh, media uh, yeah. uh, manipulation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, but tell, tell the people at home there where, where oh, again, they can find you and, and guess, all that stuff. Yeah. The, well, I did recently remake a Facebook page, but probably the best place to find me is on my Instagram. It's at Brian Wang Music, B-R-Y-A-N-W-A-N-G Music. Um, I do have a like a Linktree site, which has essentially all all the links. So linktree.com slash Brian Wang Music. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, but that's not everyone's on that. Yeah, but um, you do a lot of like live, you know, playing of music and that, that sort of thing on there. So it's a good place. Yeah, to- well, TikTok, I've just been kind of experimenting with for the last few months. I've kind of been obsessively posting just to... Yeah, did you challenge? I saw something. something about a ninety-day challenge. You were trying to post every. No, I'm essentially every posting every. Well, we'll see how long it actually goes to. I just did make a goal that I'd post every day until I get to one thousand followers. But I'll probably just post every day until I get bored hmm. or run out of things yeah. to post. Because yeah. is um, it is it you want to post you performing every day or it's just whatever? Just post something. M- most of it is me performing, but some of it's also me talking. I realize actually, just a lot of it, just me talking and saying, "Hey, uh, I have an EP coming out. Can you pre-save it?" Mm. Like some people will will just pre-save it and they they haven't even heard my music. They'll just huh. they'll go straight to the link. That's interesting. For, so it's it's kind of so weird. It's not to experiment with. But. Yeah, let's not step over that that point. So for upcoming uh, people that that want to get uh, individuals on their mm. um, on their new release or or want to get people hyped about it or get people to pre-save it right yeah. um sometimes I, and and i think on the the very last episode we talked about this because um our last guest was um in the same boat that i am and i'm, I'm assuming most musicians are in like you yeah uh, where where posting to social media and doing the the selfie thing hey you know yeah. uh, go and download my stuff or pre-save or whatever it is is very uncomfortable um and uh but you have to do it as a musician as a performer as a a, a songwriter and so the fact that that's mm-hmm. effective just going on there on tiktok and saying hey go out there and pre-save this and like you said probably have never heard anything maybe they've heard some of yeah. your live performances on there maybe um, it's it's really unpredictable though it's, it's interesting it's tricky yeah. I, I don't We've, we, as true. a matter of fact, my band, I'll do a shameless promotion here. My band yeah. is back on uh, TikTok after a probably that. eight to nine month hiatus I did see that from there is. because I don't like having it on my phone. I don't yeah. know why, but I feel like TikTok, I don't know what they're collecting on your phone, but they're, they, they're collecting stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, and so, but we're back on there and we're putting some music mm-hmm. up there and, and the like. Yeah. Um, so we'll post all your links as well in the description in the YouTube video. Okay. Um, but then also if someone wants to just look you up and they just see you on our Instagram, um, 
you know, I think you follow the the Songwriters yes. Couch Instagram page, and we follow you back, so you can just search for him, yeah, uh, in there mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, but yeah, I wanted to get into let let people know where they can find you before Thank that. You. So, what's <laughs> what's the name of the EP, and 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 what's the oh, <laughs> I guess the story behind that, and then we'll, we'll work we'll work backwards to your your upbringing and, and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> all the trauma that inspired you to be a musician. Yeah. Well, that's funny because. <laughs> So I have an EP coming out this Friday, and I guess I spaced these releases out a little bit too uh, too tightly, or maybe it's not such a bad thing. But so last week I put out an EP called Digital Astronaut. It's just four songs that I wrote essentially in November and December. Is it available everywhere? Yeah, like it's on all the streaming more? services. Um, it's a very simply recorded EP. I, essentially, I wanted to just I hadn't really I haven't really released music in a couple of years, and I just wanted to put something out that was indicative of what the kind of music that I was making mm. or what you'd expect to hear when you hear me live. So it's the most kind of stripped back, simple recording process I've ever really done. It's just literally just one take mm. live, one mic, no vocal editing or anything, just some EQ and compression, just four songs, just one take. I mean, I did have to do a few takes to get the right one, but it's just four songs that I felt and this, pretty good about. So this EP is you solo you don't know i was yeah i went to my back to my mom's house and recorded in her bathroom (laughs) it's a great place uh, great place for for, uh so i so i recorded it so i was i I played the get to lely which i borrowed from one of my friends and yeah and so the ep that's coming out this friday is four covers which I also recorded in one take get to lely but i recorded this in a closet (laughs) in the bedroom instead of the bathroom and just there are four covers that I also learned in that within that November December time frame, and I guess that was a little bit strategic. My thinking was, oh, maybe people will find the covers and like the covers enough mm. to go to the original stuff. But it's and it's also just I guess it doesn't hurt to have more content either. Yeah, because I haven't like I said I haven't released in a while, and I feel like I sh- I've been I feel like I should start doing that yeah. a little bit more regularly these days, just because everything moves so fast now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you on probably both those points. So the the doing a cover thing, because a lot of bands, especially original bands, I we do that, um, yeah. especially if we're playing somewhere new. There's people that haven't heard our original material yet. Um, you got to get them on board somehow. And sometimes yeah. you start playing original, even though it's great and that you know people are into it once they know it. Um, most people aren't like musicians where they hear a new piece of music and they're like, I want to hear that again. Yeah. Um, they'll kind of tune out if they don't know it. They can't sing along with it, especially if you're playing in like bars and whatever. People are yeah. drinking a little bit, um, so you got to like right. get them on your side. You play a cover, they know it. They're like, "Oh, I know that song," and he's doing a great version of it. Yeah, because um, I've seen you do covers too at like open mic, and then yeah. you know, and then go to your your uh, you know your original stuff too. So I do like that. I think at mics to to do an original and a cover. Um, yeah, I kind of like that balance. I suppose. Yeah, is that that? So that's so obviously you know that that's no um, well no i used to i mean i've learned a ton of covers over the last several years but sometimes at mics i just play original stuff but it's really just i think based on how i feel yeah because some of the covers i realize like i just play the covers i like and not everyone will know the covers i play like i do know some pretty famous songs that like most people would know but i also play covers that not a lot of people would know yeah like eclectic uh, um, kind of off the well you know so. yeah but you well not necessarily eclectic but you know what you know what it is it's it's probably because what i what I, it's that little insecurity inside me like i know that like a cover like it's 
it's a like enough people know it where it's like it's it's good like you know because the artist is somewhat big yeah. or uh, they've yep. made it yep. like i like i do believe in my original songs but i also that there's that little insecurity that's like well it might not actually be good because no one knows me so that's why i'm gonna play the cover because it makes me feel better because i know this is huh. a good song because they made it <laughs> but it's tricky with songs yeah right? that that's an interesting i don't know if that makes sense yeah that, no, no that's an interesting thing to say because I, I feel the same way sometimes even about my own original stuff right so as a band sometimes we'll we'll have our our original material that we know works right but then we've written a new song and i feel like a lot of times there's at least one band member in the band that's like, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. Uh, and, and so we'll hesitate on bringing out yeah. the new song until everyone feels like, oh, it's ready for prime time, you yeah. know, uh, that sort of thing. But sometimes I, I'm big on let's do it and ask, you know, say sorry afterwards if it wasn't mm. good enough. Um, but I feel like sometimes that comes out like the nervousness makes you pay attention more to what what's happening when you're doing it when it's a new song and then you can gauge reaction uh, as long as you're watching uh, what the audience is doing during new material you know watch what yeah. they're reacting to and then you can adjust it especially at an open mic it's a great place you know I, I've heard comedians speaking about comedy right before they work out material in a live setting first before yeah. they do a special right mm, right uh, or right. something that's recorded and they then they know the the material works i i feel like open mics for musicians are pretty similar or at least i i use them in that way yeah where i'll go out mm. i'll play new material sometimes i'll readjust okay that part i thought that was going to be something that would get them on board yeah but it but it didn't quite Interesting. um and i know that i'm at the stage in my career where still i'm gonna have a lot of people that have never heard my material um that i have to get on on the train early right so does this hook does this hook work to get them in oh. um and, and and the writing doesn't get affected necessarily by mm. it too much yeah but i can see what's the product of uh, the way my melodies work or the way that the rhythm is or or, mm. or do I need to simplify things? Is it too complicated for people to get um, right away, right? Mm. Um, and so there's a conscious decision sometimes to do things like that. Mm. Um, Interesting. Do, do you... So, so you, what I was saying before, like you know that that's the psychological thing, right? So you released a, an EP of cover songs oh that i will be releasing yeah this friday so it will have already been released this past friday by the time this episode comes yeah, yeah yeah so uh, uh as we're in in la uh this ep will be coming out as a matter of yeah. fact um the patrick joan band might have a release coming out this weekend too but awesome or, or soon uh single um but um no yeah, no, Needless great. to say, um, I think that's that's a great way to kind of get people on board with at least your talent, your voice, your guitar playing, um, that sort of thing. Mm. And then you have an original EP that's coming out after that, right? So the original so, EP came out last week, but there will be a oh, single... Oh, so they can go and find you. Well, it's tricky. You know, it's just hard to get listeners. Like, it's not... Like, when I, this EP comes out, it's not like I'm going to have a bunch of new listeners... Um, there might be a few because I'm running this pre-save campaign and there have been a few that have sa pre-saved it, but I guess it's not really the point necessarily of me no. putting it out because I don't have a, really have a, I'm still in that like building a fan base kind of process. Mm. And I have noticed that with this past release, like I did do some more promo, like I was pr 
pushing the pre-save campaign on TikTok pretty heavily within like two weeks of the release date. And I was getting at about, I think, 30 pre-saves, which, is, which was decent. Like I didn't know how many I was going to get. I think originally I wanted like 20 pre-saves. And so I surpassed that goal, which was nice. But I also was emailing, you know, people to put them on their Spotify playlist. That helps get the numbers up. But I also realized like those are just metrics. They don't really mean anything if nothing in real life yeah. is really changing. If they're not actually listening to it too yeah right so yeah like well like the for example like i have more listeners than i've ever had but nothing in my life's changed and nah. like to be an established act you probably have to have at least i don't know what the number is but let's say like taylor swift number one ar listen artist in spotify I, she has like 80 million right monthly where hold on some, hold on go ahead. I, I just want to say something that, the, yeah the, so uh, we don't we don't normally talk about well we did talk about the NFL but I've had, I have a I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a conspiracy theory. We don't talk about the NFL. Oh, got a conspiracy theory about what's going I know on right now is. with the Super Bowl, etc. But the Chiefs and the someone is in the Super Bowl. The two teams that nobody wants. Yeah. Yeah, but Taylor Swift is generating a lot of buzz. So there's a lot of it's a lot great of talk for the about NFL it. and her yeah, music. It really is, isn't it? Kelsey, isn't it Taylor? Kelsey, isn't it Taylor Swift? It's good for Kelsey your career. Isn't it? To make it to Super Bowl, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, just because you mentioned. Well, it, I wanted to go back to. It's, it's, I, I read somewhere, or I, I heard. Start, I just start beef with, with you know Taylor Swift this is, this, and Rick Beato. And, uh, this episode is going to be controversial because <laughs> you <laughs> we drop. I'm going to get Cam drop Taylor even, and Kelsey. Yeah, before the NFL is going to sue us for talking. Talking smack, no. But I, ha I have a theory about what's going on there with that. But so, yeah. so yeah. I, but I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, I read yeah. somewhere. Or I saw something in a video that a lot of <laughs> like bookers or people who um book <clears throat> shows at venues they look at artists' monthly listeners and such. Yeah. Like, yeah, your music might be good, but venues might not take you seriously if you don't have anybody who if they can't really see that anybody will come to your shows because they got to sell tickets you know? right right but i don't i also tricky. Don't, i also don't think that those numbers like the internet numbers necessarily are a good reflection of what you're actually able to draw Agreed. and i, and I Agreed. get that from a from a venue standpoint right like okay what is, what is this person going to draw or what is this band going to draw um but there's also something to be said about the venue being a place that you can find new good music, right? And right, that, that right, used right. to be the radio too, where people would trust radio stations. And before they were a big conglomerate radio station, right? Clear Channel and then iHeart and whatever happened after that. There used to be these little independent radio stations that would break artists. So yeah. they discover someone that's great and yeah, they'd yeah. say, this is a great uh, album or whatever like nirvana yep. even back in the the 60s that would happen right so they'd break an artist out hey here's this yeah it would be popular in that small market and then all the other radio stations would realize hey that's they're having some success with that and it would spread right yeah and i think what's happening now is the antithesis of that it's like okay you already have to be to be breaking in order for a radio station or a venue to want you, right? But those yeah. numbers can be faked so easily. That's true. I guess you could pay. I think people can well, pay. Well, there, there's pay this big, uh, even before the internet was huge, there was a band, and, and there's a documentary, I think either on... on oh, I think, you know I, I, think I saw this. On Netflix or what have you, uh, or YouTube or something, some guy decided he's going he's gonna to fake that yep. he's got these thousands and thousands of people, booked a whole European tour, Got had a band back him, right? 
booked all these like like theaters, not not arenas, but theaters, theaters based on stuff. fake social media, fake web wow. presence, all this stuff. Booked this. Maybe every show, three people showed up. <laughs> How do you uh, know? But it was completely, but booked across, like like they were giving mm. uh, guarantees up front, so he was getting paid up front for a lot of this stuff. Managed to to trick a lot of a lot of big venues into this. So so there's something to be said. Okay, people will do that, but I think the venues should be breaking. Like there should be good original venues in every area that are breaking good yeah. local artists, good to you know national artists uh, that are original music, not just playing covers, because I see a lot of that too. Okay, we're a tribute band, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people are going to come out, right? So the venues want people to be there drinking, buying food, money. whatever, yeah. right? So yeah. if the cover bands, that sort of thing is going to be drawing people. But if you're known as the venue, like a CBGB's or a Rainbow Room in LA that breaks new original bands that are curated don't let every every band in there don't let every musician in there maybe have an open mic and say that person's or this music is better or there's something to them and then have them come and perform and have your venue be the the venue that showcases great original stuff um and i think that's something that's lacking now because it's so much of a risk you know yeah music's it's very oversaturated yeah nowadays it's it's, it's so easy so to like release stuff but it's it's tough to get seen right, because right. you're in a sea of of talent and there yeah. really is a lot of talent out there yeah i mean and i yes. i will say this and i know you're gonna you're gonna probably laugh at this or gawk at it but you're so talented brian wow thank you um, at, but not not only as just a, a technical player or whatever, but your songs are great, Thank and what you, you write wow. is great, and and the fact that you're you're what you just said. I'm not. You're not making a, a living necessarily. Offer you can't just depend on music to be paying the bills necessarily. That sort of thing is kind of um, a sign of the times. Yeah, partially. I mean, there's just so many factors that go into a successful music career that aren't necessarily all in your control. I, I remember I used to watch so many interviews from these artists I looked up to, and they, sort of a common theme was like the talent is just actually quite a small part of the equation. Yeah, there's all these other things to consider, and of course, you like have what, to like like the right the right thing at the right time. I mean, I think I've, at the end of the day, you do need to get lucky. You need to meet the right person or people to sort of push you over that hump. Yeah. But of course, you do need to have good songs. But that threshold is sort of, there's a gray area too. Like you don't need to be the most talented or technically sound player. But you do need to have, you do need to be good enough, whatever that means. Well, let's um, let's hope that this podcast right now, Brian, for you, is the moment that takes you it from, from okay, you've got 30 uh, pre-saves to 3,000. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> after the airs, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's a big jump. But I yeah. see it's just, maybe it'll just be an incremental thing. Yeah, but, we'll see. Well, that's something else we kind of talked about before, too, about the production of the podcast. And we were even talking today about getting, uh, you know, changing the camera angles a little bit, et cetera. And we're looking for feedback. If you want to put those in the comments, hey, the camera angles are so dumb the way you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. uh, let us know that or whatever. Um, but, but incremental... Um, improvements over time i think is how um you know how people become successful too you know hey you release these two eps 
and then you see how that goes. And the next time you do something, it's based on the experience that you've had, right? Well, it's tricky because you can only do so much. Like in terms of like promo, I can go play like these mics. I can play live and promote it live to real human beings. And then I can also do the promo on social media and emailing the Spotify playlisters, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point, like another cold email to a playlist is probably not going to really matter. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where at this point for me, it's, it's not really wise for me to expect that there's going to be like a home run play. It's just, I yeah. just got to keep doing what I'm doing and, and hopefully and just try and enjoy the process. Cause it is fun, you know, like making music and stuff. And I realize yeah. getting attached, getting attached to a certain expectation or result can be really def- can be really um can really mess with your psyche yeah and get you down and such yeah and 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 it's similar to to what i was saying i mean when i say break an artist it's yeah. like the 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 audience knows that if they go to that venue they're not going to see uh an original band that is amateur mm. Like not good because they just threw anyone on the stage, yeah, hoping that they would get people and you know into the club. Yeah. It's a curated mm. um, group of original music that's being, yeah, you know, brought into the venue, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and oh, I'm getting the five minute warning already. Oh man, it felt like it's been like ten minutes. Five kidding? minute warning to to the end of the. The, the whole well, episode yeah oh man oh wow we definitely Quick. might have to we, yeah um but but i i wonder sometimes about the um the effectiveness of social media because it again it can be faked but but also it can be um uh, falsely oh, i just made a weird sound in the mic there you didn't hear that one uh, i'll try and edit that out or maybe i won't this is right, raw, right. people. Yeah. This is live it's all right we don't edit our stuff here um but uh i wonder if um you know, it's 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 preventing people from um, you know discovering great new music because it, it it's so hard to be on social media because you have to do things that specifically get you views. And I don't know if views are the thing That's to tricky. gauge whether or not your song is good, whether or not it's going to be like good across time. You know. Yeah, it's really tricky. I I don't I don't really have any answers. And I don't for me personally, I realized even when I like this TikTok experiment, like I realized like when I'm trying to do things for views, it just doesn't feel great. Yeah. And I get the same result anyway. Like there isn't really right. any more engagement. So I I feel like for me at least I I feel like it's just best for me to just make the stuff I want to make and try and be true to myself as cliché as that sounds. We're going to be a and, little a little over time. But I'm going to ask you one more question because I, okay. I need to ask you this question, okay, Brian? So when you write songs, <clears throat> what's your what's your process Ooh. for writing? Do you do you write similarly every time you write a new song, or is it something where it depends on the song that you've written? So um, I usually give the example of like how I write, but um, yeah. So it's definitely changed over time, but lately when I write. It's well, like the inspiration comes from different, different things, right? Like it's all the inspiration mainly comes from like real people, real feelings, real experiences. But maybe I'll get like a lyric idea from something I overheard from someone. I'll jot it down in the notes, or maybe I'll just be playing something on the guitar and something will just click. And but and 
off we go. But typically right, these days, it's it's like everything at once. It's like, well, the chords and the guitar part, the vocals and the lyrics, all that kind of once. And I'm sort of just figuring that out as I go. And if I'm feeling pretty good about it, the song will be written actually really quite quickly in one mm. sitting. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like I said, it's evolved over time. Like I didn't start this way, but that sort of seems to be the gist of my flow these days. Mm. Um, but it does vary sometimes, but perhaps subtly, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I heard a... a um, <laughs> like There's all these things happening simultaneously, and it's, it's a weird, like, conscious yet subconscious kind yeah. of process. I, I heard a quote uh, recently, and then we'll get into your your song oh, here, song, and yeah. we'll talk about, about that. It, again, it's going to go a little bit over the hour, but um, I heard a quote say that <clears throat> no one no one's going to be able to um, see your talent without you putting in the work first to show off your talent, right? So let's, let's say you're, you're naturally talented in music or in a sport or whatever it is, right? You're the best, you're the best uh, guitar player that has ever existed. However, you've never picked up a guitar and practiced the guitar. No one is going to know your talent, your natural talent, until you've put in the hard work and the practice and what have you to right. get to the point where people can see that and you can show off your talent because yeah. you've exercised the muscles necessary to show off your God-given natural talent, whatever you believe or whatever, mm -hmm. um, that, that's natural to you. Um, and I think that... Uh, uh, I think that you've personally put in that work um, up until this point, and I hope that when people watch this today, uh, and I and I had I, I did a little social experiment at the songwriter showcase at Seed and Stone oh, Cider yeah, yeah, yeah. the other day um, that Forcing sponsors us. Yeah, so <laughs> so thank you again to our sponsors, and and I'll kind of end that stuff early. Um, but where I told people get out your phones right now. Before Brian gets it, I want you to look him up on social media, and we're going to try it right here, Brian. Ready? <laughs> this Ready? is a different. All right. So, so his, all right. So his Instagram handle uh, is at Brian W A N G Music. Brian with a Y. <laughs> Brian with a Y. B R Y A N W A N G M U S I C. Yeah. I almost said dot .com at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and subscribe no to him. And then go pre-save his album now. Oh, yeah. You can only okay. pre-save the covers EP on my Instagram. All right. There you uh, go. If you have Spotify. If you don't use Spotify, you can't really pre-save go. That's fine. Go do that. Okay? And then, so that was my little social experiment there. Um, but um, why don't we talk a little bit. We'll just transition. I know that was abrupt. But let's, let's transition okay. for the sake of time. What is the song oh, okay. you're going to play? And then, I actually uh, didn't know I was going to play a song, but I'll play. Uh, so you're using my old my old Ooh. Fender there, um, a few years old. I, lo I love the wood grain on it and the feel of it because it's very much a, a lead guitar um, style thing. But before we do that, I'll let you set up. Yep, move that in between the guitar kind of in you. Um, subscribe, like right now. And then why don't you go ahead and follow not only us. Obviously, you're, you're going to be following us on the, the Instagrams. Um, but go ahead, go ahead and follow uh, the Patrick Joy Band. It's just Patrick 
Joen, J-A-O-U-E-N, uh, the band that I'm that I'm the lead of. Uh, and then are you ready to go? And that was just that was just time killer. So I <laughs> is the is the no, mic in a good? That's position? that's a beautiful position. I'm going to move my mic towards you. And uh, okay. what's what's the song about that we're about to hear? Uh, this is track one on the EP I released last week. Uh, this is called "Change the Subject." What is it about? Or maybe we'll talk about it after. Yeah, let's talk about it. Everyone listen to it, and we'll we'll talk okay. about it after. Here we go. Change the subject, you said It's the universal thing we all laugh about Talk about, cry about You're satisfied, you're not Are you going straight around the block? Change the subject, you said Go to different kind of breakfast Best friend, fitness, bed rest Make the itch on your back subside I'm alright, but I could be wrong Tension simmers on the stove The bright light hurts my eyes And irrelevance hurts like ecstasy You're coming into town Haven't seen you in so long But the melody you presented Fits just right with the song Change the subject, you said 11 a.m. in a trip to Cleveland Could wash my soul Scrub my lows Oh, you said you needed space after the fight Change the subject, you said You haven't recovered and your bounce back won't be like your brother's Your mother's getting so concerned about your pale-looking face I'm alright, but I could be wrong Tension simmers on the stove The bright light hurts my eyes and Irrelevance hurts like ecstasy You're coming into town I haven't seen you in so long But the melody you presented Fits just right with the song I haven't seen you I haven't seen you like this But I feel you I feel you in the void I haven't seen you I haven't seen you like this But I feel you I feel you in the void And I'm alright, but I could be wrong Tension simmers on the stove the bright light hurts my eyes And irrelevance hurts like ecstasy You're coming into town I haven't seen you in so long The melody you presented Fits just right with the song Oh, the melody you presented Fits just right with the song Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Ryan, wow. Man, every time, silence the room. We got to be silent for the silence. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But but great song. So what, what, Thank you. why don't you uh, give a little background? So what's what's that song about? Ooh. 
Um, this song is partly about just the thoughts floating in my head, and uh, part of it's also about some things that were going on in the lives of people around me. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this in around November when I was starting to dig myself out of a hole that I'd sort of been in for quite a long time, and uh, and for some reason the phrase "change the subject." was in my mind i don't know where i heard it or why it was stuck in my head but you know how you know when you're having a conversation with someone and maybe the conversation gets to a point where it gets kind of heavy or you know you approach an uncomfortable subject or topic and the other person's just like let's change the subject or let's go (laughs) into a different topic so maybe that was sort of the the inspiration but i've always been a little bit confused about life like from an existential <laughs> standpoint like it's kind of like from like a philosophical whatever and so that's always been a sort of permeating theme and i think my songs like i feel like a lot of, all my songs or most of them they they're like in a state i'm in a state of conflict in these songs and so this one is no different hmm. like so the chorus is like i'm all right but i could be wrong hmm. so like i was starting to get out of this hole right and so there's a little bit of this optimism but then there's always that little bit of doubt it's kind of always been with me, right? There's a little bit of self-doubt that's always in the back of my mind. Yeah, And and like I said, yeah, so a couple of the, in the in the second verse, a couple of details are from like real, real things that were happening in some people's lives around me that I felt like I wanted to sort of try and fit. Because I, with, with my songs, I'm not going to ramble too much more, but like I, I, I like to put in details about like other people's lives, but I also wanted to tie into like something I'm feeling. Yeah. Which, so it's just trying to find that balance, but well, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> yeah, so I haven't had to explain it to people before. Yeah. That's my first so, time trying to explain it. So I really appreciate you coming on it. And this was very impromptu because we had another guest. I really appreciate it. Uh, that um, was supposed to be on yesterday. Uh, yeah. That That's going to be on again. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee it yet. So I won't say the name yet, uh, yeah. but next, next week after we get back from the Grammys, um, it's still but, so cool. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad you got a chance to come out today, and and you just happen to have today free. So yeah, no, uh, thank you so much. Luckily, I was able to bring you on and and yeah. show these people that are are watching here and listening uh, what you can do. And I want to have you on again because I think this conversation was awesome. And we're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk to again be, at some point. Yeah, yeah more to be uncovered. Yeah, I do feel. yeah. Um, that went thank so you. so quickly that I didn't even it realize. Did go by really I, I wanted to get into a million other yeah. things there. So we were, we were in the flow. Yeah, That's yeah. What you call flow. So, yeah, so I, no, it's <laughs> part of the biz. Yeah, she like slowly raised it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's saying I'm sorry. It's, she raised her hand for the phone. No, it's minutes, great. But, it was great getting to like, you know, talk to you more in depth because we've seen each other quite a bit at open mics in the past, but more just in passing. Right? Yeah, I feel like so it's been that, nice to that's, chat. That's the, uh, that's the typical when I meet someone that's, that's really a musician um, and, and, uh, and we start, we start conversing it usually ends up it's just slow music. burn yeah it's just music all the time yeah. we never end up talking like this but this is a, this is why yeah. i do what i do here mm-hmm. on the podcast and and just for everyone listening this is why i do this because it gives me an opportunity to actually sit down or an, an excuse to sit down and dig into to why you're doing what you're doing you know because usually when we're out it's usually at some musical music. event we're about Strictly to perform <laughs> or whatever no, i mean we have a little bit of talk but it's yeah. usually you know someone's getting their instrument yeah. there's sound going on there's all sorts of stuff happening so we can't you know we can't have a, a conversation about how um you know how you got into it so i want to get i want to get yeah. even deeper into that uh and why you started writing songs and and your music so promise me and and say into into your camera can you switch to his camera so we got it on on film (laughs) that you'll come back and you'll talk to us again i'll be back all right all right so brian brian will be back brian 
I'm going to give the left hand so I don't block the camera. You see how I'm learning? Yeah, you see how I'm learning. <laughs> uh, but again, thank you everyone for, for, for listening and watching. Uh, please go buy some merch from us. Wear, wear a, a songwriter's couch hoodie um, or a hat, I think we have, and T-shirts, I think. Oh, I got to get some merch. Um, I'm going to get some merch yeah. right after. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll have some live content for you, hopefully right from the Grammy Awards uh, out in L.A., uh, this upcoming That's Friday, awesome. so keep an eye out for that on our Instagram and and uh, all our social media. Again, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Brian, for coming on. Thank you, uh, thank you, thank Allie, you Allie. for for helping out and producing, et cetera, et cetera. It's a quick turn. Thank around. you to Seed and Stone, and uh, we'll see you on the next one later, guys. <laughs>